golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going before it drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. I turn on the lights. I love to play. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G., Along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. And, uh, hey, belated happy birthday, Richard. Oh, thank God. What'd you know, you they do, come uh, and they go. They do, come and they go so fast. Turn a uh, 30 times two. Ooh, yeah, happy, yeah, happy yeah, birthday. almost. Nice happy going. Birthday. Yeah, that was short and sweet. But, uh, hey, what beats 65 69 on the weekend? 64. Tim Clark. 64-65. We'll beat it every time. Tim Clark, with the uh, he's got the chin putter or the, the chest putter, whatever. He's got a big old putter. At the RBC, Canadian Open. And once again, a Canadian fails to bring home the national trophy. No, but Graham Dillette. He tried hard. He wins the honorary low Canadian trophy. Uh, yeah, did they have like a, a little like... A pint of beer. Mini-me. Uh, yeah. Uh, Some Labatt's. <laughs> Six, or, uh, six pack of uh, yeah, the bat blow. Some Molson. <laughs> I know Molly. Molson for the for for the season. Um, but what a great tournament. Uh, Timmy Clark. Timmy. Hey, he's Royal, a bulldog. That guy's Royal, a bulldog. Royal Montreal looks kind of nice up there, actually. Nice and cool, a little breezy, not too hot. Tough golf course, and but he didn't make it look that way on Sunday. Of course, they got a little bit of weather. Um, lift clean in place. So, you know, made the greens maybe a touch softer, playable, more playable. What'd you see there? But, uh, you know, hey, seven out of eight birdies coming in on I'd the back he's, nine. He's, uh, I think that's the second win on the PGA Tour. And uh, he's a great player. Boy, I tell you, when he gets it dialed in, he can really get a, uh, you know, be very effective. Well, he, he plays with the long putter because he's yeah. actually got, um, I, I guess, a genetic condition or something with his wrists. And so he had to go to the, he went to the long putter, I think, in college. So this is going to be interesting when they, you know, put the ban in place. What's uh, going to happen to somebody like Tim? Uh, he's, yeah. He's Not looking be... forward to 2016. Well, you know, I mean, they're, they've got different sizes, you know, uh, you know, what it is is an anchor band. You can't anchor it. So if you can, you know, figure out some way to uh, use a longer putter uh, comfortably, you know, that'll be his move. But how about Furick? I mean, he shoots 69 on Sunday and still gets beat. You know, he's the runner-up guy of the uh, uh, 28 modern, times. Yeah, modern golf era. And um, how can he not close the deal? I don't know. Uh, he just, you know. Just got beat by four it's, shots. It's hard to believe that he's gone four years without a victory. His, and I, his last at the 2010 Tour Championship. All right, so here's the scenario as it's unfolding. It's going to be Jim Furyk on the Ryder Cup team. Well, absolutely. 
for and, the ninth straight U.S. Ryder Cup team. And, you know, I mean, who who wouldn't want to play this guy? I mean, you know, he's he's prone to choking. He can crumble. You know, a great player. He's going to be in the thick of it. But, you know, can he close the deal? Well, I Holly, think, you can close deals. I know you're the deal closer. I think he wants to close a, a win before the end of the season, that's for sure. But, you know, they're they're going to play Glenn Eagles over there for the Ryder Cup. You know, it's a more of an American-style course designed by Jack Nicklaus. So it's not going to play like a Lynx. So, you know, this this may give our boys an advantage. We need something here because yeah. – um, uh, That's the Ryder all Cup. All right, how about Bernhard Longer? Dude is just uh, – Winning the, uh, the senior, senior British by 13. You know, I, I, it's it's fun to watch. I'll tell you what. Here's another guy with a long putter that just made just mincemeat out of those greens. He tore that golf course up. And all this chatter that, hey, maybe he'll be a captain's choice by You know, and they want to put a major Monty. they want to put a major on that golf course, you know, and and if any chance the wind starts blowing or it starts raining, forget about it. That golf course is sticking way out in the water. Crazy. Uh could you you know, they had four beautiful days there, but uh oh my. And uh, Spain winning the inaugural LPGA International Crown. I know you are always glued to the LPGA tournaments on you know the weekend, which be some of was the uh, junior US USGA junior girls. Awesome, you know, match play, love that. And uh, these these girls are good. You know, they uh, playing right out of college. Um, nice stuff. Good, great stuff. Well, new the International Crown was a new event for the LPGA. Uh, again, match play format. A lot of drama, but, um, you know, some some questions now a little bit about uh, the format. But Revise it next year. U.S. was out Saturday. Uh, ended up in a one-hole playoff, which I thought was a little bit tough. Um, Who was representing the U.S.? It was basically, basically sudden death. Who was representing the U.S.? Stacey Lewis. Paula Kramer, Lexi Thompson, Michelle, Christy Kerr. All right. But in terms of uh, when they pick the teams, and obviously Michelle, we coming on strong in the last couple of months. You know, uh, certainly would have been fun to have seen Michelle in the mix. But uh, I think a great first time event, and like every, everything. Uh, yes, I'm sure they learned a lot, maybe want to tweak some things, but, um, you know, hats off to the LPGA for another great tournament showcasing all of their international players. And uh, Rich B, it is the WGC Bridgestone Tournament coming up this week, and we're going to be giving away some more golf balls this hour. What kind? Dozen Bridgestone golf balls, but you oh. have to go on, you're going to have to go online because they have... Ball fitting. So we are going to be giving away some balls the next segment. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. We've got lots more golf coming up. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggles we're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G along with Rich B. And uh, Rich, the world's greatest players are gathering at 
Firestone Country Club this week for the World Golf Championship Bridgestone Invitational. This is the fourth and final WGC event of the season. And, uh, you know, our friends at Bridgestone Golf, they've been been giving us some golf balls. And we're going to be giving some away because we love our listeners. We love our fans, the Golf Insiders. So right now. Caller number seven, lucky number seven, give us a call here at 407-916-8255, 407-916-8255, and um, you'll get a chance to go onto the Bridgestone website, bridgestonegolf.com, and check out how you can get custom fitted for your golf ball. They have a way to do it right online, which is pretty cool. You'll find out the ball based on the ball you're using now what fits uh, your game, and uh, we'll be sending you out some golf balls. A dozen golf balls. I'm ready for a makeover, an yeah. equipment makeover, uh, my, a golf ball, drive, I'm the whole bit. I, I'm so frustrated right now. And it's so hot, it's easy to get frustrated. So what, you, you, what was the tournament Monday, Tuesday? Oh, Come on, fess a, up. Fess up what happened. Qualifier at uh, Keens Point. Uh, for the, the Senior Golden Open? Bear Club, yes. Florida Senior Open. And... I uh, I plotzed. Missed the playoff by one shot. So, uh, good for me. Uh, Back that, to the range, Rich B. Yeah, that means I won't be down in uh, West Palm at the uh, Breakers for uh, a week down there trying to uh, grind out a win. So, Well, here's, anyway. a, here's another um, exciting opportunity coming up. As you know, last week we had the tournament director, North Florida tournament director for the World Golfers Amateur Tour uh, on the show. And... The World Golfers Championship is the largest amateur international team and individual golf tournament in the world. There are currently 44 countries participating in this. And um, basically, you've got one more chance to qualify for Team USA right here in Central Florida this weekend, Saturday, August 2nd. It's the Rumble at the Reunion Resort, the Arnold Palmer Course. Go check out the information. You can come play in this event on Saturday. You may qualify for the national championship, which is going to be at Mission Inn Resort and Golf Club. That's September 25th through the 27th. And what a cool opportunity. That home field. You, you, home, home field advantage, both in terms of the potential qualifier and the championship. And then if you do qualify for the U.S. team, you will go on to an all-expense-paid trip to Durban, South Africa. How awesome is that? Hey, very nice. That's a great plug, and you did that very well, by the way. So very go check it out, WGAT.com, World the- Golfers Amateur Tour, WGAT.com. And uh, if you want to tee it up and play in an event with over 400 golfers competing for the World Championship title and a chance to go to South Africa, I'm in. I'm I'm heading out there Saturday, Richard. All right, you're, you're going to be you, caddy. What do you got? Like an 18 handicap? I know you're you're going down there fully loaded. All right, so uh, again, the World Golf Championship Bridgestone Invitational, and live from the media center, without any further delay, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, hi, Holly. How are you, Rich? Hey, Bob. Nice. How's it up there? Uh, beautiful weather. Nice day today. Looks like we're going to get a little rain right now, though. It's about to about to start raining. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a long one, but uh, sure was nice out there today. Well, it's hard to believe that um, the defending champion is Tiger Woods, given 
his absence of late and also thinking back to last year that he was, you know, that was one of his five events considering how uh, some people out there seem to have written him off since the surgery. But give us an update on Tiger and what, uh, any word from the press conference? What's, what, what, where do you feel his game is now? Yeah, I actually, um, you know, after uh, after we spoke to him today, uh, and it is you're right, it is a year ago since his last win. Lots changed since that victory, but I followed him. What he played a nine hole practice run. I saw eight of the holes, and you know he's still struggling with the driver um, quite a bit. Uh, he's hitting the other clubs fine. I mean, he he really hit some very nice iron shots, and some of them from some tough spots from where he put himself. You now he's hitting more than one ball off several tees, that sort of thing. But, you know, I just think it's still a work in progress. I mean, we just don't know how um, how long he's actually been allowed to hit that driver. It might have been that, you know, just in the days leading up to the Quick and Loans tournament is when he was allowed to start hitting it. And let's be honest, it wasn't the best club in his bag when things were okay health-wise. You know, he has struggled in recent years to consistently get the ball in play with a driver. At times, gives up some yardage to, to you know, to lay back and all that. And, um, you know, that's that's a big missing part right now. You know, Bob, Bob uh, and, I have to say I am going through that phase right now. Tiger and I are in the <laughs> same sentence. You know, if you don't have confidence with that club particularly, boy, the rest of the game, you know, it's just a Struggle the whole day around. Well, I mean, you know, one of the one of the great things about him when he was so good was that not only could he hit it farther than everybody, but you know, he had he was never <clears throat> Fred Funk off the tee, but he still, you know, he might hit nine or ten fairways, and was so good even from the rough hitting it far down there that it wasn't such a detriment. But now. You know, as you saw at the at the open, um, you know he's missing by miles, and and you know you can't you're not going to make birdies from the trees or over there from from the ankle or knee high rough. So um, you know he's just got to got to work through that. That's why I think the idea of him winning, you know, <clears throat> unless he doesn't need to use the driver much at Firestone, which you know I would think you need it some, or unless he figures out a way now. You know, I, I watched him on the sixth hole here, which is a pretty good par four, and he and, and on that hole he got up and he piped it right down the middle, and then he hit a seven iron to about ten feet. You know, it was vintage, it was great. I mean, and he had a, several good irons, but you know, is he able to do that consistently? I mean, I, I keep going back to we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, it's still less than four months, actually. Uh, I guess. Uh, I guess tomorrow is the four-month anniversary of the surgery. You know, it was, it was March 31st. I, I think the fact that he's out there competing and, and, and seemingly without pain is, is, is the victory at this point. And, and anything more than that, to have any kind of results, is really, uh, you know, that, that's, that's just the icing. Because I'm just not sure he should be at this point yet. Well, you listen to any of the tour players uh who have had back issues and, you know, there've been a couple that have even had, I think, similar surgery. 
they've all commented that it's remarkable that he's back playing this soon. Absolutely. I mean, the, the uh, you know, one of the, one of the best examples of, of this is Graham Dillette, who had this same surgery in 2011. Um, now, Graham Dillette's 10 years younger than Tiger. Uh, I do think his situation was worse. Uh, there's, there's no way to really, really know. But based on what he said about in how bad a shape he was in going into that surgery, now Tiger has since led on that he wasn't in great shape. You know, he couldn't get out of bed, quality of life. But, I mean, Graham Dillette said he could not sit in the car on the way to the hospital. He had to lay down. And he was just concerned about having a, a, a life. He wasn't thinking about getting back to playing golf. And when he did, he had it in January 2011. He didn't try to play a tournament until June. And he played a couple of events and didn't feel right. So he shut it down until until the following year. So, you know, I, I realize everybody's different, and, you know, maybe the left situation was worse. The Tiger's back inside of four months. He made the cut in a major. He's not shot a score in the 80s. I mean, you know, we just sort of take it for granted. I mean, everybody's 75, 76. They think that's so awful. Well, you know, you can shoot those scores when you're in perfect health uh, at this level of golf. Just ask Rory about his Freaky Fridays. Absolutely. (laughs) Seven times this year, Rory has shot 40 or higher. And, you know, he's had, you know, a couple of 78s and a 77. It happens, even to the best. So, you know, I, I still my my thing with Tiger is I think patience is required. If he doesn't have a good week this week, I don't think it should be a surprise. Well, it it is uh, to look at his record at this tournament. Um, eight time winner at um, Bridgestone, and I think you put had this in your article uh, yesterday or today, Bob. Forty one percent of his wins, uh, his 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 percentage wins have been at WGC events. I mean, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I think he has 18, 18 WGC victories. Um, you know, I, I guess it's too bad the WGCs aren't the majors because then he'd be tied with Jack. But, uh, you know, that in of itself I don't think is quite given its due. Um, granted, the WGCs have smaller fields, no cuts, but they are the best fields. They're stacked fields, you know, Um and to win to win 18 of these, I mean, I just find that to be remarkable, you know. And uh, uh, it's uh, it's uh, you know, and, and I don't think anybody else has won more than three. So it's uh, it's quite a record. And and we do uh, have the bar very high for for Tiger Woods, as you have uh, mentioned here. So um, you know, we're of course we've got two very exciting weeks. We've got Bridgestone, then we've got the PGA Championship. Of course, uh, you know, lots of chatter about the Ryder Cup. Uh, Rory coming back from having won the Open Championship. What's the buzz up there? Yeah, I think there's a lot of buzz surrounding Rory. You know, obviously he's he's in a good place. Uh, Had a very, you know, I thought uh, interesting, enlightening news conference yesterday uh, where he was asked a lot of questions and, you know, did he ever look at Jack's record and, and I, I think his answer to that question is really good. And whether it's that he learned, he's learned from Tiger or whether 
it's more that, you know, he just says he's never looked at setting any kind of goal. But, you know, he, he said, my, my goal is to win number four. And I don't want to put a number on it. You know, he says, if I, if I were to say that I want to win 14 and I only win 12, well, is that then a disappointment? You know, and I think Tiger faces that now. You know, 14 majors is incredible. You know, nobody else, nobody other than Jack has won that many. And obviously, you have to go back to, to Walter Hagen to, to find the next highs with 11, a d- totally different era, um, you know, different different times. You know, a lot of great players haven't gotten to, ten, uh, to double-digit majors, you know, but yet Tiger is sort of, it's almost being viewed now as a disappointment. You know that he's not able to to get uh, to get himself any farther than that, and I, so that's why I think Roy's attitude about this is terrific. You know, you know, I just want to get the fourth one, and then we'll think about the next one. And obviously, you know, he's going to have a lot of attention next week, and I'm guessing <laughs> going into the Masters next year with a chance to complete the career Grand Slam. And every year he doesn't do it, that will be a huge story. Can he complete complete the Grand Slam? career grand slam at the masters well i certainly would want to have it stacked the way he does now considering he's going to get all those opportunities to play augusta for many years to come so uh i, I bet his dad's out there making some some yeah, more bets can, don't you can, think he could knock that right out of the rory the, the mini slam here he could win the pga uh next week that'd be awesome you know what a year that yep. would be clean that right up okay answered all those questions career glance grand slam out of the way Wow, this kid's on fire in Fuego. Yeah, and uh, you know it's funny how it wasn't that long ago that everybody's wondering about him. Well, you know he's won twice worldwide. Uh, he has one finish outside the top twenty-five this year. It's a missed cut at the Irish Open of all things. It's uh, you know it's been a pretty darn good year for Rory, and he won it. He won two events where people didn't think he would win. And he won at Wentworth, which is a course he doesn't like, really. And and the Open was always viewed as the one that would be the hardest because even though he's from that part of the world, he's not a big fan of Lynx golf. And uh, yet he, he got it done. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it, how, uh, it transpires for him, not just this week, next week, and, and, and at next year's Masters, but just in general going forward forever. All right, he, Bob. Now uh, let's let's rerun just a bit to the RBC last week in Canada. Jim Furyk with the runner-up. Uh, can you give us a little background? I mean, did he have anything to say about that in the news or in the media tent? Yeah, I mean, you know, he 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 admitted he's got nobody to blame but himself, and it's sort of a another in a in a in a line of you know some disappointments. Uh, um, he's um, you know he's I believe that seven. 50 straight 54 hole leads he's failed to convert and you know it was that was a really good chance he had a three-shot lead on a golf course that wasn't playing that difficult um and he got beat by a great round he did i mean a 65 actually you know tim clark birdied five last eight holes he, he, he didn't lose it he got beat but also of the of all the guys in the top 10 uh, Jim Furyk had the highest score. He shot one under 69. Now they're playing lift clean in place. You know, he, he's playing with the guy. He, he knows exactly what he has to do. And, uh, you know, as it turned out, it, it required a 68 for a playoff and a 67 to win. 
And, uh, you know, it's just a shame because, um, you know, I, I think he's probably going to get in the Hall of Fame anyway. But uh, I think that would have clinched the Hall of Fame for Jim Furyk, you know. I mean, and um, it's uh, uh, it, it maybe he needs to win one coming from behind. And he actually did almost did that twice this year, Quail Hollow in the Players' Championship. He shot great final rounds and came up a shot short. You know, and sometimes a guy does that. You know, he shoots a really good score, and and the others fall back. And he, you know, unfortunately for him, it didn't happen that way in, in his in his instance. Well, he's been there, as we know, in in the majors, the 54 hole leader in the 2012 U.S. Open. He was right there last year at the PGA Championship at Oak Hill, and two years ago, double bogeyed the last hole to lose to Keegan Bradley. Um, I, you know. He he's he's my sentimental man now. I mean, you really want want Furyk to win one here. Yeah, and you know what would be great is if he had a great Ryder Cup. That's because, what he needs you know, for sure. He he didn't. You know, he's he's basically made the Ryder Cup now, uh, and a lot of people didn't see that happening. You know, he didn't make the Presidents Cup team last year. It's the first time in eighteen, seventeen, eighteen years that he wasn't on one of the U.S. teams and. He had the poor Ryder Cup at Medina, you know, the bad last day where he he, bogey, he went bogey-bogey at the end to lose to Sergio one-up, you know, and that was huge. That was a huge, you know, even a tie would have meant the Tigers match would have mattered. Um, so It was a big momentum uh, changer it, there at Medina. It, it was, and, and, you know, and then that, that stung. You know, that really stung, and so, you know, maybe there's some – some good karma coming his way because um, let's be honest, he's been a heck of a gritty player over the years, a guy who's gotten a lot out of his game, way more than a lot of people expected. And, um, you know, it'd be kind of cool to see. I mean, it's just nothing against Tim Clark, you know, obviously it was a great win for him, but it's just, it's sort of a shame that, um, that, that Furyk wasn't able to get that done the other day. And again, as we keep talking week to week, how deep, the tour is and how tough it is to win out there. Bob, we appreciate as always your expert insights and uh who's your man this week? Oh boy. I don't you know, I kinda like Sergio. Ricky Fowler. Uh, I'm on the Ricky, uh, Ricky bandwagon. Fowler, there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, why not? Those guys have been playing really well. So I'm just gonna uh, keep picking story them. if either one of them did it. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bob Herrick, check him out, okay. ESPN.com. All right, you're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We've got more golf balls we're giving away when we come back. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my Muni, I think it's nice If he could just make part We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home in the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Rich B, and our great man behind the glass. That would be Rich W. Hello, how are you guys doing? All, all, all the riches in the house. And speaking of getting rich and some swag, Bridgestone Golf Balls we're giving away tonight in honor of the Bridgestone Invitational. WGC Bridgestone Invitational. Love our friends at Bridgestone Golf. Check them out, BridgestoneGolf.com. 
And um, we're going to give away some golf balls, a dozen golf balls. And the cool part about Bridgestone is you can get fitted for the ball that's perfect for you. You go on their website. They're going to ask you some questions. There's a whole thing online you can go through. It's pretty quick. And um, you'll find a golf ball that is is just right for you. So right now, caller number four. 407-916-8255, 407-916-8255, light up our phones, and we're giving you a dozen golf balls coming your way. And uh, Rich B., you got something? Hey, that's a pretty nice little giveaway there for the Bridgestone Invitational this week. We've got also uh, your last chance here in Central Florida to qualify for the World Golfers Amateur Tour. The World Golfers Amateur Tour, it's its third year here in the United States, but it's celebrating its 20th year worldwide. Over 44 countries participating in the World Golfers Championship, and you have a chance to qualify for Team USA right here in Central Florida. It's this Saturday, August 2nd, at Reunion Resort, Arnold Palmer Golf Course, all the details are on the WGAT website. Go to WGATUSA.com, and it's a reasonable entry fee, and uh, you literally can qualify, and the national championship is being played right in our backyard, Mission and Resort and Golf Club. So for those of us here in Central Florida, it's a little home field advantage to getting uh, the, the one step closer to playing on the national team in um, – possibly in Durban, South Africa. How how cool would that be, Rich B? Well, get your passport ready. Pack up the bags. All expenses paid if you qualify. 400 golfers competing and $30,000 in prize money. Wow. Uh, cool deal. Hey, very good. That's very professional. Uh, you know, by the way, I got to say hi to Andy, old greenskeeper Andy down there. Uh, used to work over Grand, uh, Grand Cypress. He is one of our listeners, and he's always giving me a uh, uh, pat on the back and what a good job you're doing. Hang in there. Uh, see you, kitties, later on tonight. All right. We love uh, we love our loyal listeners. <laughs> and uh, now we're going to one of our favorite golf insiders. Uh, always has some great insights and one of our best sit-in guest hosts when you and I are traveling around the golf globe. Jeff Shane, PGATour.com, checking in. Hey, Jeff. How are you? I was kind of wondering, if you're giving away Bridgestone golf balls for the Bridgestone Invitational, what are you giving away the week of the BMW Championship? Oh! She's driving it right now, Jeff. She, <laughs> <laughs> there's no giving that away. <laughs> oh, well, you know, um, we do love our friends over at Fields BMW. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe we can give away a hat. Who knows? <laughs> But uh, thanks, thanks for putting me on that one, uh, big guy. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Um, I, I don't even know where to start. You know, I mean, we've got uh, 50 of the best players in the world that qualify in this limited field event for the Bridgestone Invitational. Um, we were just talking with Bob Herrick from ESPN.com about, you know, the fact that it is, you know, these fields are stacked. There's no cut. So, you know, truly remarkable. Tigers won this event eight times. But I, I, you know, just looking at this field and, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's like blindfolding you and having you shoot a, a dart at uh, the bullseye. Uh, who, who are you keeping your eye on this week? Well, I, I always 
think that even uh, even nowadays, and especially if your name's not Woods or Mickelson or something, it's just it's real tough to win consecutive starts. And so while Rory's kind of the odds-on favorite, he's done a lot of celebrating, had to come back across the pond. I wonder if, if his odds are a little short uh, for what they really ought to be this week. But I, I tell you, Adam Scott, I think, has set himself up very well, not just for this particular week, but I think for this entire uh, stretch run here because he's been very cautious about how many uh, events he's started. And he's on a run here of, uh, uh, of four consecutive uh, top ten finishes, including that win in Texas, and uh, has, not, uh, has not overextended himself. And now he'll have a chance. You're going to play six times, ideally, in the next seven weeks. So I think Adam Scott has set himself up very well. And a former winner. You know, somebody who um, has been playing very well and snuck into the top ten, I believe, again last week, Graham McDowell. Yes, and uh, I think over the years I've, I've come to realize that he can be a little bit of a streaky player, but he's on a very good streak right now, and, and I've actually looked at him you know, fairly closely. He's, he's on a run of four consecutive top tens, two of them overseas, including that win in France. Uh, ninth at the British, ninth last week, and, and so does come in with some momentum. The only thing about Graham is that he's never played well at Firestone. I, I think he has yet to record a top 20 there in seven visits. Well, this is a big golf course, about 7,400 yards, uh, you know, fairly tight. Who do you think this course favors, golf, you know, golf-wise? It's- yeah, I think it definitely favors a big hitter as long as you can keep it out of the trees. And uh, the interesting thing, when you look back at, at all the winners, and, of course, Tiger's got a bunch of them uh, uh, in the last 10 or 11 years, every one of them except one either had a major championship in his bag to begin with or later on went on to win one. Uh, Darren Clark, it took eight years, but he got his major championship in the British Open a few years ago, and Stuart Sink won the British uh, in 2009. The only, the only player that does not have a major championship of the last uh, dozen winners uh, has been Hunter Mahan, and we all think that he's capable of winning a major championship. So it's the type where the cream definitely rises to the top. So we're, um, you know, Getting to that part of the season where every tournament is is critical, especially for you know guys like Keegan Bradley, just just you know bleeds his heart out to play on the Ryder Cup uh, squad. He wants some payback, I think. Who do you you know who who do you think's just grinded out the most right now? Uh, for Ryder Cup points, yes, or, or just in particular, yeah, I, I think Keegan is is definitely uh, having to grind and. Um, you know, it, it kind of brings all sorts of permutations into it because you, you don't have Tiger in the automatics. You don't have Phil in the automatics. You don't have Keegan in the automatics. If you take Keegan, do you take Phil because they paired up so well at Medina two years ago? Um, and then what, what does that leave for some of the, some of the younger players? And, and you even have guys like uh, Brant Snedeker down, I think he's like 28th, and Steve Stricker way down the list because he plays such a limited schedule. Um, but I think Bradley probably needs to grind. It'll be interesting, I think, to see what Stricker does. Uh, he, unless he wins one of these next two weeks, I, I'm not sure that he could 
possibly get in as an automatic, maybe with a couple of top five finishes. But, uh, you know, he's been a pretty steady player over the years, former partner of Tigers and when they played very well together. So I think Tom Watson is going to have a bunch of names to consider if they don't put themselves into the automatic spots. And and do you, do you think Tom Watson – is you know would consider not putting Tiger on the team. I mean, Jack Nicholas said you absolutely have to. We just uh, got about a minute left here in this segment, but what what what's your thought on that? I think Tom Watson's probably sitting there not only with Tiger but others saying, "Show me something." If you haven't had a top ten all year, uh, I don't know that it's good to think that you're going to all of a sudden come up with the game and the goods in late September. Yeah, if you're Tom Watson, you're not going there to lose. You're going there to win. You're going to take your best players. I think you have to, and I think that's why he was hired, so that maybe he wouldn't feel so pressured into uh, taking the conventional wisdom big names. If if he has a conviction to leave Tiger or Phil off that roster, I think he will. Well, it's going to get very interesting over the next couple of weeks. So who do you see raising the trophy on Sunday, Jeff? Well, Adam Scott is my number one pick this week. And uh, uh, actually, I think Ryan McDowell is a good dark horse because he's coming in on such a good run of finishes. Well, it's going to be a fantastic week and weekend of golf uh, at the Bridgestone Invitational. As always, we appreciate your time. Jeff Shane from PGATour.com. Thanks so much. Thank you. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. More Bridgestone golf balls being given away in our next Closing segment. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so We're back. The Golf Insiders. Wrapping up an hour of Intelligent Golf Talk in the house. Holly G along with Rich B. We're talking World Golf Championship Bridgestone Invitational. Giving away a dozen golf balls right now to caller number 5, 407-916-8255. 407-916-8255. A dozen golf balls. How much fun is that? And, hey, Rich B, I had the chance uh, about a month ago to go out and visit the folks at the TaylorMade Performance Lab out at uh, the lovely Grand Cypress Resort. I know you've uh, been through this facility before. The vault. It's very cool. Yeah, it's very, very cool. cool, and it was uh, quite an experience. Just got a chance to play with my new custom-fitted clubs on Saturday, and I'm going to waste no time bringing in the master club fitter and manager at the TaylorMade Performance Lab. Travis Ken on the line with us. Thanks, Travis, for spending a few minutes with us. Hey, Holly. How you doing? Awesome. This guy's so busy. Um, we've been trying to get him on for a few weeks, and we look forward to having a, a couple of chats with you, Travis, because there's so much to talk about. Um, but Absolutely. give our listeners a little bit, you know, I mean, custom fitting, I think, is starting to become, you know, more and more uh, appreciated, uh, understood. And um, at the end of the day, you know, what an investment in your game. Absolutely. Um you know, I feel that custom fitting is extremely important, not only for, you know, the professional golfers that play golf for a living, but also just your, you know, your typical amateur going out for fun golfer. Um, it's going to make the game more enjoyable. 
they're going to hit better golf shots, uh, and they're going to score better. So all that combined is just going to make for a, a better experience on the golf course. I think some people, you know, have the misconception like, oh, you know, that's for the elite players because, you know, that's for the tour players because they they see the fitting vans and all that stuff. But, um, you know, it, to me, if you want to take your game to the next level, uh, this this is the way to do it. I learned so much by spending that three hours with you and just my first uh, go round with the clubs out there. I mean, I, I on over the weekend, I think my my biggest um, you know uh, surprise was that you fitted me for a, a half inch shorter in my shafts, which has made a huge difference. Right, you know, and, and everybody is 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 so unique, um, you know, from stature, you know, height, weight. Uh, flexibility levels, just everything about it. Each individual golfer is so unique that you have to have your own specification or golf club. You know, a lot of people do go into a, a, a regular discount golf shop and they just buy something off the rack. And the chances of that fitting, you know, each person that walks in there is, is pretty much slim to none. Um, you have to look at the, at the dynamics of the golf swing, you know, find out exactly how they deliver the golf club to the golf ball so that you can fit them for the right shaft, the right length, in your case a half inch short the right line angle, the right grip size. And, you know, all the different shafts have different characteristics to them, you know, to alter ball flights. So uh, tell our listeners a little bit how it works. Uh, I mean, you can obviously, you could get fitted for your driver, your putter, your wedges, uh, and all those are you know, important and very different swings that you make. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, you know, when, when we go through a full, full bag fitting, as we did for you, we look at every golf club in the bag from driver down to the putter, um, you know, just for TaylorMade, uh, for instance, they offer about 35 custom shafts just for the driver, each of them having different characteristics from, you know, flex to weight uh, to torque to kick point, all those critical in terms of getting you optimum launch conditions. Same thing with fairway woods, with hybrids, um, irons, they offer about 15 custom shafts. Uh, you can alter the line angle up to, to four degrees, whether you go flatter or more, up, more upright, you can get them shorter, longer. Uh, different grip sizes, so it's very important to get every single club, <clears throat> excuse me, every single club in your bag um, custom fit. Well, Rich B, you've been having a little trouble with your driver. Help, Travis! I need help. Come oh man, uh, you know I, I just I don't know. I'm just very frustrated right now. And um, dude, you know you you know the coolest thing ever is when you put the little balls on the uh, body bits and you know and then you know you get the full you know uh video of the swing you know and you can see where you are in the golf swing at you know throughout the whole thing and it, it's very impressive it's very cool very high tech and uh man i need i need a visit down yeah, you there, look man. you look you, you know you look at yourself on a screen you're like hey, a little you're robot you have all these electrodes on you it's it's fascinating right and that, that's what's different about the custom fitting at a performance lab is we're able to see your golf swing in 3d we're able to see you know exactly how you swing a golf club. And wait, wait, sports. hey, Travis. Now you, we did this a couple years ago, so you still got that on file, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, every man. every single swing that is made on the on the system is always stored in the hard drive of the computer. So I've had people that have come back, you know, a year later, two years later, five years later, even, and we can do a comparison of their swing from you know whenever they they were in the last time to the to the new swing of that day and. You know, maybe it's a little tweak here and there they need, or maybe a different shaft, because uh, the swing can and will change over time. Oh well, let's describe where he's at now. He's at Grand Cypress in the teaching area over there, 
very very cool spot in uh, in the vault. He's got a big old safe looking door. And, uh, exactly. Very cool spot. Hey, Travis, very good to talk to you, man. I'd love to see you again. And Travis, Absolutely. tell us where people can go uh, check you out online. Uh, well, we have a website. It's www.tmplabs.com, uh, or they can just give me a call at 407-238-0577. We typically do fittings Tuesday through Saturday, and it's about a you know, two-and-a-half to three-hour process. Yeah, and it's absolutely fantastic. So, Travis, we're going to have you on again because we want to break this down a little further into, you know, the driver, into the putter, and, uh, of course, the irons. So we appreciate you spending some time with us. You're a busy guy, but um, I can't say enough about this custom fitting. It's well worth the dollars. Go to tmplabs.com. Travis Kent, Master Club Fitter, thanks for spending some time with us on the Golf Insiders. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, Rich B., you going I got, with Ricky? Uh, I got Ricky Fowler. I'm on the Ricky Fowler bandwagon. I'm um, I'm going with Graham McDowell. I'm going, I'm going Irish. <laughs> I, I got a feeling he's trending in the right direction. Uh, but it's going to be a, a a great weekend. And we got a busy little uh, season coming up here. The last few minutes. We absolutely do. Thanks for listening. Watch some golf. Go play some golf. We love you. The Golf Insiders. We're out of here.